This is The Playbook. Now, for those of you who may not know, Mr. David Meltzer is a legendary sports executive and formerly served as CEO of the renowned Lee Steinberg Sports and Entertainment Agency, which was the inspiration for the movie we all know and love, Jerry Maguire. He's one of the world's top entrepreneurs, top investors, and top business coaches. He's been recognized by Variety Magazine as their Sports Humanitarian of the Year. He's also been awarded the Ellis uh, Island Medal of Honor, which is a distinct honor that he shares with names like Muhammad Ali, Rosa Parks, and many presidents. He's also a content machine. <laughs> He's the executive producer of the uh, two Apple TV series, Two Minute Drill and Office Hours. He's the executive producer of Entrepreneur's for, uh, number one digital business show, Elevator Pitch, featured in many books, movies, TV shows. I could be on here forever naming the achievements and accolades that Mr. Meltzer has achieved in his life. Uh, one thing that I love is that his mission is to empower over 1 billion people to be happy. This simple yet powerful mission has led him on an incredible journey to provide one thing, and that's value, a journey I know all of us here at Medtronic also embark on each day. I know all of us, uh, you know, through his content and communication will really receive this as well. So please feel free to add some things in the chat. Uh, hopefully at the end, we'll have some time to get some, some of, uh, we can pick his brain a little bit, but without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please join me in welcoming Mr. David Meltzer. Wow. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Nico, especially for that beautiful introduction. Um, wow. I'm here to talk about unconditional service and how it's applicable to our personal and professional lives. And there's a mindset that goes along with unconditional service. It was just presented to me when I was young with one of my mentors, a man named Dr. Wayne Dyer, who just recently I found out his name means Wayne the way Dyer to the light. And uh, he had shown me through his content an old-fashioned type of content with books and DVDs and CDs and cassettes away to this light of unconditional service. And later on in my life, I learned that my name, David, beloved Meltzer, servant, uh, was aligned as well with Wayne Dyer and so many other of us who live their life of service with all the great things and challenges that have happened in my life. I live my life of service, but in that journey, it happened through three different worlds of scarcity and abundance to be of service. The first world is the one that I was born into. Many of us are a world of scarcity, a world of not enough, where we feel as if there's not enough for us or our families. And we feel as if we are victims, that things are happening to us no matter how hard we work, how much we try, the world's against us in this world of not enough. And this is a very limiting perspective. And to know that you are only limited by your self-image, you will never overachieve your own self-image. To live in a world of not enough, to live as a victim where things happen to you at all times can create such scarcity, not just for you, but collectively, around you. And as I moved through my life, I was blessed to enjoy with the inspiration and motivation and lessons from my mom, especially to enjoy the consistent everyday 
persistent without quit pursuit of my own potential to learn that although others wanted things for me, although things were missing in my life, there's things that I didn't have that if I focused in on what I wanted and who I could help and who could help me, that I could aggregate that trajectory and accelerate and have exponentiality of results. And I was blessed when I graduated law school to become a millionaire nine months after graduating. But yet, although I could buy my mom that house in the car, although I could afford at a very young age, everything I ever dreamed of as we exited my first company in 1995 for over $3.4 billion, I learned that my happiness, my fulfillment, my passion and my purpose was not aligned with the profitability that I had dreamed of, the ultimate idea of abundance that money could buy me love and happiness to only learn that I had exited the world of not enough. I was no longer a victim. Nothing was happening to me. I thought I was an optimist. In fact, I thought I was the optimist that everything was happening for me. And yet I still remained in this interference of scarcity that there was just enough in this world. I had left the world of not enough and I was in the world of just enough where everything was a trade, a negotiation, even giving. I was taught at a very young age, the more you give, the more you receive, which is absolutely correct. But nobody mentioned that you can't give more with less. And so, so many people live their lives in some incongruence idea of giving without receiving of some false facade of radical humility that I give everything away without asking for anything. You see, in the worlds of physics, if you think about it, there's a flow of giving, receiving, and witnessing. In fact, I always say that God has a doggy biscuit system to tell us the behaviors that we should be utilizing and the ones we shouldn't. You see, when we give, you receive something called dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins. You get a dose of doggy biscuit. And it's an affirmation and a confirmation that your behavior is aligned with the best trajectory of your potential. Now, something else happens when we receive the same doggy biscuit is given. In fact, even more powerful than giving and receiving is one, those who witness giving and receiving also receive the exact same dose, the exact same doggy biscuit. But yet so many people live their entire journey in a world of not enough as a victim or in just enough for me. In a world of just enough that's just as scarce, trading and negotiating, giving to receive. You see, when we appreciate what we have, the world appreciate means add value. When your house appreciates, it goes up in value, your car, your investments appreciate. We're supposed to have add value to everything that we have in our life, appreciate what we have, because when we appreciate it adds value, it expands, including our own vessel, our own human existence. The way to increase, appreciate our own human existence is to appreciate everything we have, every person, place, thing, to find the light, the love, and the lessons in everything that we experience in our journey. And most people do, believe it or not, appreciate what they have. And they expand with that appreciation. And then, believe it or not, most people 
have the intention based upon invisible assumptions of giving more to receive more, they take that expanded vessel and they give it all away. They give it all away. It's called acknowledgement. To acquire the knowledge of what you have, you must not have it anymore. And so most people make an invisible assumption that in order to not have what we have, after we've appreciated what we have, in order to acquire the knowledge, to find the light, the love, and the lessons of what we have, we have to give it away. And we resolve this by saying, if you give it away, you'll receive more. Well, that's kind of true. We have emptied the vessel through acknowledgement, but acknowledgement just doesn't happen by giving things away. Because remember the definition of acknowledgement, the definition of acquiring the knowledge is not to have it anymore. So therefore, if we lose it, or it's stolen from us, or it's cheated or manipulated from us, we still acquire the knowledge. In fact, you could argue we acquire more knowledge when it's lost, stolen, or cheated from us or manipulated from us. And that's why forgiveness is so important. That forgiveness can help heal the ego-based consciousness that occurs through separation, anger, loss, inferiority, superiority, or need to be offended, resentful, or guilty when we lose it or it's stolen, manipulated from us. It resolves the idea of acknowledgement and allows us to understand that we can live in a pure world of this world of more than enough where not only we appreciate it, but we acknowledge all that we've given away, all that's stolen, lost, and manipulated and cheated from us. But yet still, if we don't complete the process of the dose, of the doggy business, if we don't complete the process of value add, we will be stuck in a world of just enough, of trading and negotiating, of zero sum. We will continue to buy things we don't need to impress people we don't like and resolve that by giving it away or feeling cheated when it's lost and stolen and manipulated. What I suggest today is in order to transcend the world of not enough, the world of just enough, where either you're a victim, things happen to you, or you're buying things you don't need to impress people you don't like, to transcend that world you have to live in a world of value add or everything in your life will dissipate, dissolve, and disappear. My mom is the classic pleaser and giver in this story of mine. My mom was a second grade teacher who raised, as a single mom, six kids, five boys and one girl. All of them, except for one, went to the Ivy Leagues and graduated summa cum laude. All six received scholarships to college and graduate schools, all are hyper-successful, passionate, purposeful, and profitable people. But my mom believed in these worlds of not enough. She believed in the world of just enough. She believed that you were supposed to give everything away without asking for anything. And so here she is at 80 years old today. She has given away her health, her wealth, her happiness, and now she needs to ask, which to her is the hardest and most humbling thing to have to do. What I suggest is we don't live in a zero-sum world. 
We don't live in a not enough and a just enough world. We live in a value add world where not only do we appreciate everything we have unconditionally by being of service, not only do we acknowledge it by giving it away, having it lost, stolen, and cheated, but finding the light, the love, and the lessons in that acknowledgement. But we understand the dose, the doggy biscuit. We understand the importance of asking for more, asking for help. We fill the larger vessel, and now we can give more because we have received more. You cannot give more with less. Live in the world of more than enough. I know it takes gratitude to appreciate something and acknowledge it, but it takes a different kind of gratitude in order to ask for more. It takes a gratitude of the future. It takes a gratitude of the future. Gratitude of the future is faith. There has to be faith that there's more than enough of everything for everyone and that when we ask for more, it is just as important as giving. So we can give. Unconditional service lies in appreciation and acknowledgement, but especially in asking for more. You can't just put your hands behind you to pull everyone else and pull a chair out for everyone else in those plateaus beneath you. You need to have one arm reaching out for help and one behind you pulling up the chair for those. This is the way that we live in abundance. And if you don't believe me, think about every time in your life that you've asked for, someone has asked for help from you. How did you feel when someone said, do you know anyone that can help me? How did you feel when you helped someone unconditionally? How did you feel? Did you receive the dose? Did you get the doggy biscuit the same way as when you gave yourself? Why are you denying that dose to other people in some sort of false humility in thinking that we're not supposed to ask and we're not supposed to receive. If you want to live in a world of more than enough, if you want to exit the zero-sum game and stop trading and negotiating and buying shit you don't need to impress people you don't like, if you want to enter the world of abundance with the gratitude of the future, with faith, faith there's more than enough of everything, there's an omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source and it loves you more than your mom. You are protected and promoted. When you ask for more, there's just more coming. It's a value add world. And if you ask me, Dave, how can you believe in something bigger than you that loves you more than your mom, something omniscient, all powerful and all knowing that's protecting and promoting you? How can you prove that to me, Dave? Well, I don't care what religion you are, spirituality, philosophy, or theories you believe in. I just have one thing to say. I have traveled around the world, spoken in front of millions of people, and I am simply a best options person. So if you give me a better option, regardless of your religion, philosophies, theories, whatever you believe in, just give me a better option of something to believe than something bigger than me that's protecting and promoting me, an omniscient, all-powerful source of everything, of more than enough, more than enough of everything, with gratitude of the future, knowing that I am receiving and giving and witnessing at all times in a flow of appreciation, acknowledgement, and asking for more. If you can give me a better option, I'm all ears. But yet, I sit here today still 
after speaking in front of millions of people, not one phone call, one email, or one text, not one DM of a better idea. In fact, 99.9% .9 of all religions, philosophies, theories <clears throat> believe the exact same thing. They may define it differently. They may argue and create interference between each other in some sort of ego-based consciousness of superiority, inferiority, or separation. But the truth is, all theories, philosophies, religions, and spiritualities are based off of one gratitude of the future, that there's more than enough, that there's more than enough of everything for everyone, an omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source that's there to protect and promote you. You may be ignorant, either ignorant, humble, or ignorant arrogance that you think you know that that was bad or good, or you should have got into that school or gotten that job or closed that deal. But as the man-made constructive time unravels, all you'll find is you didn't buy that house, you didn't marry that girl because you were protected and promoted. You just didn't know the fire was going to burn you. Just like when you were three and you reached out to touch the campfire and your mom slapped your hand and yelled at you and you thought you were punished. There is no punishment. There is only appreciation, acknowledgement, in a value-add world where you can ask for everything that you want and give it away. Allow it to be lost, stolen, manipulated, and cheated. And with forgiveness, ask for more. I promise you, you don't have to live as a victim in the world of not enough. Nothing is happening to you. You don't have to live in the world of negotiation and trade and scarcity, of buying things you don't need to be happy. You don't need to buy things you need or more things that you don't need to be happy, to impress people you don't like. You simply can live at ease. Identifying the disease every day that we put ourselves through and under in order to incorporate this abundant world of unconditional service and value. If you can do this, if you can live with the gratitude and forgiveness, the accountability and the inspiration that hopefully I have planted a few seeds for you. I promise you one thing, you will live in abundance. You will make more money, you will help more people, you will have more fun, and you will be happy. And if you're happy, that'll make me happy. I appreciate the opportunity to share with all of you. I've been here for at least 10 more minutes to answer questions. I would like to give everyone at least my book. So if you email me, you can put it in the notes. I'll be more than happy to sign a book, send it to you. I'll pay for the book and shipping. Uh, it, it will all come back as usual. Uh, there's more than enough books for everyone. David at dmeltzer.com. David at dmeltzer.com. I give free trainings on Friday. Uh, I'm trying my best every day to live of unconditional service and to value. Let me be your beloved servant. David at dmelzer.com. All right, we got at least 10 minutes, Nico. Hopefully there's a few questions I've stimulated. Absolutely. Thank yeah, you, sir. That's uh, about As always. Yeah, do, honestly, we just, do we just jump in? Questions that I have. I have a question for you, Mr. Meltzer. Uh, my name is Roger Sprint up here. Uh, once again, thank you for your time. I really appreciate you taking the time. I did the schedule. Um, so just thinking about your concept of, you know, we do live in a value-add world, and uh, for myself, I'm in the world of sales. And so, you know, when I think about when you talk about giving and then asking, you know, in our world of sales, when we give 
uh, or the equivalent of giving would be us, you know, our service, you know, our servicing accounts, whether it's our customers or the people that work in those accounts. And, you know, for myself personally, initially, and I'm going with that thinking, okay, I'm going to do this with not expecting anything in return because I feel like, you know, if I give and go about it humbly, somehow, some way, I will receive an abundance. But when you talk about when you implement the, the proponent of asking for more, how can you do that in the world of sales? Understanding perception and value allows us to ask for more. And when I say that, I'm talking about uh, what I think is the greatest resistance in sales that people uh, don't understand. And it's the capability of articulating quantitative value okay. to exceed what you're asking for. You see, uh, value is one of a participation in perception. It's not necessarily in the man-made construct of time or money or space or other quantitative results. To give you an example, very simply, that I could give you a hundred dollars of value to you. You perceive it to have a hundred dollars of value. Asking for more for me may, in your perception, have twenty dollars of value. But when I receive the $20 of your perceived value, I may perceive $300 of value. Money itself okay. is an energy. It has its own perceived value. What happens is we create obstacles, void shortages in a world of not enough or just enough because we believe in an invisible assumption that everyone has the same perceived value and bottom line in a business transaction. If I'm working for a company that provides some sort of health, wellness, healing, the quantitative value to me of providing a solution, for example, for cancer, may be the cost of the product plus 60% or 160% or 260%. But the perceived value of the recipient maybe 6 million times as you save someone's life. Right. And so I think too many people think that this is a transaction that is based off of a zero sum game, where if I give a hundred dollars and I ask for something, it has to be equal or less value. It's not, it's articulating a quantitative value to align with the perception and the participation and the perception of value and being able to articulate that and then know your own perceived value of what you're asking for. So in essence, in the world of more than enough, in a value add world, you can ask for more and give more at the same time, but you cannot give right. more with less. Sure. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. So we got another question in the chat from Mr. Jonathan Bynum. I'll read it out for him. Thank you for the wonderful presentation and making the time to engage our team. Your words will definitely help our teams grow personally and professionally. You're a super busy entrepreneur, investor, speaker, et cetera, and you're in high demand. How do you create slash find the energy needed for you to perform at such an incredible level? Do you have a daily routine that prepares you for your day? Once again, thank you. Thank you. And I can see you there, Jonathan. I appreciate your view behind you. So um, first of all, Everybody has the same amount of energy. We're all connected, I told you, to an omniscient, all-powerful 
everything for every one source. So instead of trying to go get that energy, trying to get more happy, more healthy, more wealthy, more worthy, what I suggest is shift the paradigm with the gratitude of the future in the faith that you're connected to and through this omniscient, all-powerful source and say to yourself, I am happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy. What am I doing to interfere with it? See, I have so much energy and I don't believe in the word busy. See, busy is an interference. People that are busy are high, sick, home on their mom's couch, broke. I'm active, right? And I'm very, very, very efficient and effective and statistically successful with the man-made construct of time to be productive, accessible, and gracious. But I'm active. I have activities I get paid for, activities I don't get paid for, and my sleep. And the most valuable of all routines that I have is called an unwinding routine. You see, my tomorrow starts today. The only coach that I've had for the past 17 years is a sleep coach. I want to make sure that I'm plateauing and growing, that I'm not living like a tube, food in, food out every day. I'm putting my mind, my body, and soul in a position not only to recover better than anyone else, but to access the information in which to utilize, to plateau with a higher baseline for my day so I can recognize, remember, and recollect my higher self and know and identify not only the fear of the past and the fear of the future, but what ego-based consciousness I'm prescribing to that fear to create the interference to that energy that I've been given. Bob Proctor, my, my mentor told me, David, you have more energy in your pinky than could light up Manhattan. And it clicked in my head Then, holy shoot, what am I doing to interfere with that? If I got that much power in my pinky, imagine how much light, love, and lessons I have in me and what I should be doing today. I'm no tube. And so my routine starts tonight, putting myself in the position of recovery and access and then understanding where my baseline is. I utilize my day with the activity that's planned, unplanned, paid for, unpaid for, and that sleep in order to be productive, accessible, and gracious. I use mentorship. I use five daily practices, which I also would be happy to send to you. I also have non-negotiables every day based on time, a minimum of an hour a day on my health. Because if I'm healthy, I get as many wishes as I want every day. If I'm unhealthy, I only get one wish. I spend a minimum amount of time with my family, friends, and associates every day. My wife gets a minimum of 30. My son gets a minimum of 30. My three daughters who are 24, 22, and 19 get a minimum of two minutes a day. I asked for five. They gave me two. But two minutes a day is worth way more than two hours on a Saturday, especially with teenagers. I promise you, I do a minimum of time with my mom. One minute minimum a day. I just tell her I'm happy, I'm healthy, I love you and appreciate you, and my life is at ease. No more having to go down there to fix stuff to prove I'm happy, healthy, love, and appreciate her. She just knows it. I spend a minimum of 10 minutes a day catching up with relative people in my life that I haven't talked to. And then finally, I spend a minimum amount of time every day, 10 minutes studying time, taking myself above the game and saying, 
how can I utilize the activity I get paid for, unpaid for? How can I utilize the unplanned and planned in my sleep today in order to accelerate aggregate and compound exponentially the outcomes I want in a trajectory of where I want to or think I want to be or better while still understanding the light, the love and lessons of the defining moments, mistakes, failures, setbacks and successes of my past that may limit my self-image by giving a new meaning to losing over $100 million and going bankrupt. Instead of avoiding and creating resistance and fear in my life, it's one of protection, promotion, and propulsion, and acceleration towards what I think I want or better. All of these different philosophies, you need to know your values, daily practices, and execution model in order to be efficient, effective, and statistically successful today in a trajectory towards a future you want by giving the meaning of the past in alignment with that instead of living in the world of not enough or just enough. Looking at what you don't have, what you don't want, or what other people want for you and wondering why you get just that, what you don't want, what other people want, or what you are missing. Instead, live in that value-add world. And I promise you, there will be more than enough of everything for all of you. Uh, Nico, I have time for one more question if you have it. If not, uh, you can uh, let me go. Uh, no, if you got one more, we'll definitely want to take advantage of that. Andre, I think uh, you were raising your hand. I was, uh, but I wanted to be respectful of his time. David, thank you for first and foremost for the message. Um, I, my question was more about hunger. Um, you know, and I heard a, a saying by David Groggins before about a dog mentality you know, how the dog never gets full, like he continually eats and eats and eats. But as we apply it to life, you know, we reach a goal and we get comfortable. Like, is is it okay to continue, you know, continue that hunger? And can I mean, I'd probably answer my own question and really about, you know, growth and everything. But, um, you know, just listen to your message today. I just want to apply it to that as well. Yeah, look, hunger is every day in a trajectory of what I think I want. I'm not attaching my emotions to an outcome, so I'm never full. I'm never full because I'll wake up tomorrow looking within, knowing I give meaning to everything I see, but I want to enjoy the consistent every day, every day, persistent without quit, pursuit of my potential, which changes every single day. I have milestones and goals and objectives, midterm and long-term, but all I do when I set those each day is utilize them as a trajectory towards what I think I want or better, knowing that I have to be efficient, effective, and statistically successful in my day, knowing what I want, who I can help, who can help me, and how best to get it done. Understanding now that I know what's most important to me because I have a trajectory of what I think I want or better. Knowing the what, the who, and the how allows me to know what's important. So why? I can know my now and know my next because I'll tell you one thing, procrastination and feeling overwhelmed will kill your sales force. And the antidote to procrastination and feeling overwhelmed is prioritization. Because if you know what to do now and know what to do next, you'll never procrastinate and you won't feel overwhelmed.
prioritization is the antidote. And in order to prioritize, you need to know your what, your who, and your how. And then instead of searching for the why every day or feeling accomplished or satiated and attached to an outcome emotionally, you won't search for your why anymore. You will apply your why. You will realize every morning I am. I am happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy. I am abundant. What am I doing to interfere with it? Knowing that all day, every day, there'll be an opportunity to identify what you're doing to interfere with it and then stop and breathe and recollect and remind and remember what you're connected to and through that baseline and then roll back into what you want, who you can help, who can help you and how best that gets it done prioritizing and reprioritizing and applying more of that why living in spirit with more than enough of everything for everyone and i promise you that abundance will bring everything to everyone i appreciate all the time please email me you want to come to trainings you need my help books guides exercises values daily practices execution model sleep advice whatever it is i got thousands of pieces of content that will help you if it's free it's me email me david at dmelter.com nick put it in the notes nico invite me back to this unbelievable group i appreciate everyone remember most importantly be kind to your future self do good deeds thank you everyone sir thank you sir can't thank you enough what an, an absolute treat this was thank, thank you, you guys, guys.